I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hawkeye Nation podcast, HawkeyeNation.com. Andrew Downs with you here once again on another Wednesday with some more press conference audio. This time we're going to keep it with men's basketball. Fran McCaffrey met the media uh, via Zoom today, and I know there were some spring football interviews. Those will be covered extensively at HawkeyeNation.com. Did a little bit of that last week, the last couple of weeks on the podcast here, so if you if you missed any of those, uh, please go check those out there on your podcast feed or again at HawkeyeNation.com. Uh, but Fran McCaffrey met with the media, kind of put a wrap on the, the season, uh, kind of give an update on some things we just don't know, some uncertainty still with this team going into next year, some players who have not made their decisions uh, known. Uh, whether or not they've made their decisions is not even known. Uh, of course, I'm talking about Jordan Bohannon, who has talked extensively about being undecided about coming back for a sixth season with the Hawkeyes and Joe Wieskamp, kind of the big one that's still out there as he is uh, is testing the NBA waters, seeing what his professional prospects look like, uh, whether he will jump or come back for a senior season where he would be, you know, the leader of this team, the statistical guy that everybody's looking at, uh, and this team would certainly benefit from a, a Joe Wieskamp next season. We'll see how that plays out, and we'll talk more about that as Fran talks about it here, but. You know, I, I've said a couple of times I want to kind of put a wrap on this basketball season, and uh, I haven't done that yet. And part of that's because I haven't really gotten over it yet, to be honest. You know, I mean, like that that loss to Oregon was just such a an abrupt ending to what had become such a big part of my life, right? And Iowa basketball will always be a big part of my life, but I mean, this team in general and this season, and uh, kind of the amount of entertainment it gave me, the amount of um, you know, everything it gave us, us all during this pandemic, during this weird time in our lives, during this crazy winter that we're now finally coming out of, um, and and all of the expectations, all the hype, all the fun, all the consternation, all the frustration, uh, the close games that we won, the close games that we lost, the blowouts that we won, the couple of blowouts that we lost. There's just a lot to kind of process there, and I'm just, I just haven't been able to kind of sit down and do that. Um, part of that's because 
other things have gotten in the way. Spring football, and, and now you know part of my mind is now on on this football season and thinking ahead to that and looking ahead to that and getting excited about that. Uh, part of it's the weather has changed here in in Central Iowa, and while it's not so great this week, we've had some really really nice days. And little league season is coming, and I've got dad duties to do and landscaping to deal with and all of that. So um, I, I do still plan to kind of put an overall bow on this basketball season at some point, but I'm just not sure I'm emotionally ready to uh, to breach those waters just yet. So uh, we will see when, when I ultimately get to that. I do appreciate you listening to this. I literally got an email as I began recording here from Matt Weitzel over at uh, the University of Iowa, who is a, a fantastic sports information guy over there, does a lot uh, with the media and, and helps helps me a lot, right? Helps a lot of people a lot, but helps me a lot, and I appreciate him. Um Funnily enough, I guess this must have been, you know, dubbed as a end of season press conference for Coach McCaffrey because I uh, got the final notes of uh, of the Iowa men's basketball season. Iowa finishes the 2021 season nationally ranked with a 22 and nine overall record, third place finish in the Big Ten with a 14 and six league mark, 14. Big Ten wins, as many as they've had since that 06 team uh, that also had an early exit in the tournament, although a, an earlier exit and a much more painful exit to that 06 season. Senior center Luca Garza named the 2021 Consensus National Player of the Year. And that's something that I've said this over and over. Uh, it's going to take some time and some distance for us to really, I think, grasp and appreciate what Luca Garza did in his career at Iowa, what this meant, uh, and kind of the 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 distance he put him put between himself and and really just about any player who's ever played in this state uh the accolades he has have never and and likely will never be uh be matched um now Caitlin Clark certainly has a chance to do this and and I'm talking men's basketball not women's basketball because Megan Gustafson scored far more points than Luka Garza did and was national player of the year and two-time Big 10 player of the year all that kind of stuff. I think Caitlin Clark has the potential to do some of those things as well. So I don't want to discount that, but as far as men's basketball players in the state of Iowa, and not just at Iowa, but Iowa State, Drake, you and I, uh, nobody has done what Luka Garza did these last 2 years and I I don't think I'll be alive the next time it happens, right? If it ever happens again, to think that you have a consensus national player of the year, you've got a two-time Big Ten player of the year, it, according to some awards, a two-time national player of the year, right? Should have been, um, you know. Shout out to Obi Toppin. Joe Wieskamp voted second team all conference. CJ Frederick, Jordan Bohannon, honorable mention all conference. Keegan Murray was voted to the league's five-member all Big Ten freshman team. And uh, Garza and Wieskamp also earned USBWA All-District accolades. Iowa went wire to wire, ranked inside the AP Top 15 for the first time since the 88-89 season. First time in over 30 years that the Hawkeyes were ranked the entire season. And this is this is another thing. It's just like I want to be sure that when I do kind of put a final bow on this season, I'm able to do it without just focusing on the the pain of the early exit without just focusing on uh, the the end of an era with Iowa but being able to really appreciate and and look back on on the good times the you know entire season being ranked in t- inside the top 15 the fun wins the fun games the big moments the fun winning streaks right um and so we will get there i promise we will certainly get there again if you're looking for any uh, spring football 
content. It's all at HawkeyeNation.com, as is the video I'm about to play. You know, this this entire friend video is up at HawkeyeNation.com, so you can check that out. Uh, follow along. I haven't heard much of this. I've seen on Twitter, as I'm sure a lot of you have, kind of the big things that have come out, the bullet point things, uh, talking about Joe Wieskamp testing the waters, talking about the transfer portal and, and kind of the new era of college basketball, which is where he will start here, Fran. We'll start talking about the injury updates to C.J. Frederick and his son Connor and uh, and kind of putting to bed, um, I think what was maybe not a rumor isn't the right word, but maybe just a thought that people had that maybe it's time for Connor to hang up the basketball shoes Put on the baseball cleats for good and uh, and focus. You know, after these two hip surgeries he's undergone now, focus on getting healthy for a Hawkeye baseball season his senior year and uh, and uh, possibly a professional career there because I think his prospects as a baseball player professionally are higher than those as a basketball player. And you think without Luca Garza. And really without, if Bohannon and Wieskamp don't come back, uh, one of the reasons that, that Connor worked so well in the, the, the team the last two years was because he didn't need to score. He didn't need to be a guy out there to score. As a matter of fact, it probably would have been a detriment to guy have a guy out there who needed the ball in his hands uh, because you had three guards at times who were able to hit threes and score in big numbers from the perimeter. And then you had, you know, the the best big man that I was ever seen the you know one of the best centers in the history of the Big 10 and that's not an overstatement uh, and so Connor's job was to kind of be the floor general to to feed the ball to Garza and you know if he's open for a 3 he'll take it but he's not hunting a shot and so maybe the thought was well without those pieces you're going to need somebody who can score and Connor's not that guy and without Garza, feeding the post becomes less important. So maybe Connor decides to to just kind of hang it up. It doesn't sound like that's going to happen. It sounds like he's ready to go or will be ready to go. They expect him to be ready to go for the start of next season, which is quite an accomplishment or, or will be quite an accomplishment coming off of these two hip surgeries. I'm sure Fran will get into that more. And again, I haven't heard much of this. It's not a super long press conference, so I, I do plan to kind of listen to the entire thing here and, uh, and, and stop when I find it interesting and uh, chime in where I think I can add something and, uh, and butt the hell out when I don't think I can at all. Again, this starts with Fran. I believe he's answering a question here um, about the transfer portal and kind of the the new age of things, the the new normal in college basketball. Zooms. I've done uh, a ton of zooms in 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 the last year and a half. Uh, and again, at least you can look at the person face to face, and and you can go through a lot of things on the Zoom. I think we'll we'll give you an indication of of the person that you're talking to, and then also give them an indication of what my vision is. And you know, they can see the campus, and we can watch you know highlights and so forth. But it's you know, it's like we said from the beginning, you know, both you and Chad. I mean, it's just a different time. Uh, you know the 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 rule changed and you have to adjust. You know, we had we had the same rules in place for a very, very long time. You know, certainly my entire playing and coaching career, the rules were one way as it relates to the transfers. I was a transfer. Uh, and as I've said before, uh, apparently there's a lot of people who have a complete misconception of what 
the previous rule was. Uh, you know, I, I, I've read, wow, you know, they lost a year of eligibility. No, they, you guys, they didn't lose a year of eligibility. You maintain the same amount of eligibility. And I've said this to you guys before. I, I don't understand what was wrong with the old rule. Uh, if you decided you wanted to transfer, you could. If you decided you wanted to transfer, you did not lose eligibility. And if you transferred, you were able to assimilate into a new program, a new community, and have time to, to develop. And then if you were so inclined to take advantage of that extra year and advance yourself academically, uh, there's nothing wrong with the old rule, but everybody was in a big hurry to change it. And this is what we have. And, and so again, rules change, laws change, we adjust. So it's going to be a different look uh, for pretty much everybody. And that's that's what we're that's what we're dealt with right now. Interesting stuff there from Fran. I'll, I'll stop it here quickly. Um, you know, just I, I imagine some of you don't love hearing that, and and some of you probably agree with it completely and do love hearing it. The reason I don't love hearing it is because I don't disagree with anything he said. Um, necessarily. I worry about the adjustment. I worry about fighting against this, even if it's just kind of in your own mind, in your own heart, uh, in the way you kind of handle yourself or, or the way you you deal with these things. Like it or not, this is college basketball now. And I think us as Iowa fans are, are probably dealing with some frustration, what, three weeks into this thing where... We're not getting transfers to come here because it doesn't seem, you know, like you know, guys will, will announce they're transferring and a few days later will announce the schools that have contacted them. And I've seen several times where I was not on one of those lists for a guy that I think could really benefit the Hawkeyes, right? Like, we need a big guy. We need a big guy. We're losing the best ever, uh, and Jack Nungy has transferred. And so who's going to play center next season? Is it a Gundale? Is it this uh, Riley Mulvey who has re, uh, reclassified to become a freshman next season? Is it, you know, a, a three-headed monster of the Murray Twins and a Gundalay, you know, kind of in there? I don't see an answer on this roster right now. And I've seen some answers kind of pass us by on the transfer market. I don't think Liam Robbins didn't come to Iowa because Fran McCaffrey didn't want him. I don't think it was because Fran he 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 felt some hesitancy from Fran McCaffrey with the transfer portal. I think it had nothing more to do with anything than he went with his uncle to Vanderbilt. But it would have been nice to get him. There's this North Dakota kid that Iowa seems to be in on that that it seems like a, there's a good chance there. But this was a good team last year. You're coming off a top five season. If you can't bring in transfers now. If you can't be attractive now, when can you be? Fran talked about having to adjust to new rules, and I know he knows this, but again, you just you hope that he embraces it fully because if he doesn't, he'll be left behind, and if he's left behind, we're left behind, and then it gets real ugly, as we've seen other places, as we've seen within our own program. I'm a Fran McCaffrey guy. I think that's that's well known on this podcast or anybody who's listened to me or followed me on Twitter. Uh, I like Fran, and I want him to succeed. I want him to be the coach. I think he can succeed, uh, and I'm excited for the future of this program. But 
you got to adjust. He knows this. It just has to happen. And I kind of forgot he was a transfer, right? White Magic transferred from Wake Forest to Pitt. Uh, so he knows what's, what the deal is. It would it, It'll be nice whenever we get our first big transfer. I don't know when that is. I hope that we're not all just having to kind of make it seem like it was a, a, the right transfer. I hope we actually get a big name or a, a good name. Um, but Fran has talked about this for a long time. He it's it's more in recruiting, especially, and and now the transfer portal is recruiting. Right, this is the new the new way. It's more about chemistry and fit than it is about talent. If he's got two guys, both want to come. One is more talented, and the other one fits better. He's going to take the guy who fits better. He thinks he can coach them up. He thinks that chemistry is more important. I will defer to him on that. Let's go back to the head coach of the Hawks. Don Doxey. Yeah, Fran, I wonder what kind of discussions you've had with, with Joe Wieskamp and, and what uh, whether he's considering testing the draft waters or or if you even know that yet at this point. Oh, yeah, he he is and he should. Uh, you know, we, we've had a number of discussions, uh, Joe and I. We met with folks from the NBA office yesterday. Uh and, and our best attempt to get him the most accurate and up-to-date information, those, those discussions will be ongoing because that stuff gets updated and you want him to have the best possible information that he can have. Uh, you know, so his, you know, his name's in, he'll, uh, you know, you get the preliminary indication of where you where you stand. And then the next phase begins, which is, you know, the combine, which is a month later than, or the draft is a month later, the combine will be later, the workouts will be later. But he went through this his freshman year, as you guys recall. Uh, so he'll, he'll be invited, I'm sure, by a number of teams to, to try out, work out, and, and also interview, essentially. So he's, you know, he's got time to make his decision, uh, and you know, he needs to take whatever time he needs to to come to that conclusion. It'll be interesting to see what Joe Wieskamp does. I think we've all been, or at least I have been, working under the assumption that he's he's going to go. I don't think that's a bad decision by him. I do think, and he will know this, he's a, a smart dude with good people around him, a good family around him, and, and a good coach who cares about him and, and will advise him to do what's best for him. I don't think Joe Wieskamp is an NBA player next year. I think his kind of best case scenario is probably what we've seen from Tyler Cook, which is, uh, you know, get drafted, catch on with a G League team, play there for a couple years, and maybe in your second or third season, you've gotten to a point where you can really make an impact on a G League team, get some looks from NBA teams, get a 10 day contract, and then you have your real chance. Get a cup of coffee in the NBA. Make a mark, make an impact, prove yourself, and hopefully get signed on with the team. We saw that happen with Jared Utah a few years ago, and it didn't work out. We saw it happen with Tyler Cook this season. It seems to be working out. Now, if you're Joe Wieskamp, you may think, let's start that process now, right? If you're telling me I'm going to need two and a half years of professional basketball before I'm NBA ready, why would I wait to start that? And I think that's a valid question. I'm coming at this, of course, 
as a Hawkeye fan, I want Joe Wieskamp back next year. I want to see him as a senior. I want to see him as the the leader of a team, which he really hasn't been. Uh, I want to see him as the the offensive focal point. I want to see him. I want to see this team do well, right? Um, the problem is, I'm not sure how much he can improve his draft stock by playing another year at Iowa. Can he play better? Probably a little bit, but a lot better. Eh. He could probably play to first team All Big Ten type level, and if that happens, does that make him more attractive in the NBA? I don't know. It'll it'll be interesting to hear if we ever do kind of what NBA teams tell him what they think he needs to work on. What what are the parts of his game uh, that are holding him back right now, and if. If those are things that he can work out in college basketball or if he'd be better off working those out as a professional player in the G League or overseas. Um, I don't know the answer to those things. It doesn't seem to me like there's a glaring thing that he could come back and improve upon and be a first-round pick next year. So on one hand, I don't think he's a first-round pick. I don't think he's an NBA guy just yet. I think he has the potential to be there, and I think he will get there. Um. On the other hand, I'm not sure that he can get much closer than he is right now while playing at Iowa. So it'll be interesting to see. You know, I, I don't know how much stock I put into things like his girlfriend or fiance being in dental school or you know, him wanting to get a master's or anything like that. It'll be interesting to see what he d- decides. I'm going to continue to work under the impression that he's going to go and that scholarship will open. I feel the same way about Jordan Bohannon, who hasn't made it clear one way or the other, and I think Fran will probably address that here at some point. Um, I'm I am moving into next season with the mindset that neither of those guys will be there, and while that sucks, I think that's probably the the most likely option. If he decides to come back, if Joe Wieskamp, hell, both of them decide to come back, but Joe Wieskamp decides to come back, I will be thrilled, as I'm sure. All of you will be as well. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Tom Caker. Hey, Fran. Good to see you. Um, wanted to ask you about uh, Jordan Bohannon. He's kind of talked about uh, the possibility of coming back for another year. Um, did that take you by surprise? And what's your thoughts on it? Nothing takes me by surprise uh, when, when, when a student athlete has an extra year of eligibility. It's a unique time. That's another component that makes this time unique. And so anybody that was a senior can take advantage of an extra year of eligibility if they want to. Uh, you know, he's, he's making that decision and he'll figure it out. And, uh, you know, when he does, you know, we'll, we'll have that conversation. We've, we've met after the season. We're going to meet again uh, in, in probably the next couple of days or so just to kind of get updated. You know, he finished the year, you know, when we want to see how he's feeling. He finished the year with a problem in his shoulder. I want to make sure that he's doing okay with that. And, 
you know, so no decision there by him, but uh, I'm sure that'll come you know, relatively soon. Come on back, Jordan. Come on back, Jabo. Break the Big Ten record in three pointers. Why not? Uh, I did just really just stopped here because there was some news today that I didn't address there, but it's similar to this. Uh, Brad Davidson says he's coming back to Wisconsin for that extra year, and damn. That sucks. <laughs> sucks for us as Iowa fans. Sucks for anybody like me who hates Wisconsin. And really sucks for the uh, the health of the, the testicles of players in the Big Ten. Like Klaus. And what, what's the process? I mean, you've pretty much come right out and, and said that you're looking at post-help. Uh, how, how do you determine who is a fit? Who, I mean, I know that you're not – you haven't been really big on transfers and you're big on fit. How do you make those kinds of decisions? Yeah, I wouldn't say that I'm not big on transfers. It's, it's like this. Uh, normally we recruit our team and then you graduate people and you sign players. Uh, so you don't have a lot of room. Uh, so it's not like I wouldn't take a transfer. Uh, now it's a little bit different because there's, you're approaching 1,500 names in a transfer portal, all of whom are eligible immediately. So that's a game changer for everybody in this profession, players and coaches. So uh, part of it will be, okay, was there a previous relationship? Uh, uh, then it becomes specifically, what are we looking for? I mean, there's, there's players in the portal that we've, we would like to have, but, you know, we have people in those positions here. So to, to stockpile players in a certain position is not something that ever interested me, nor should it interest it, nor should it interest any player. But when you have a need, all right, well, that's different. You know, we have a need in the post and that's what we're going to address. John Bonecamp. Yeah, friend. With the way Keegan played this year, what what is the next step for him here in the offseason? What what does he have to do to kind of take that that next step in his progression? Yeah, he, he he's he's got to get a little stronger, uh, which he will, and just keep working on his game. I mean, he's got a complete skill set, so it's not like you say, well, he's got to work on a particular skill. He he can dribble, pass, and shoot. Uh, you know, so for him, it's just. He's going to get more minutes. You know, his role will expand. He'll take more shots. He'll be more aggressive. And that's what I'll encourage him to do. And I'm really excited for him. I really am. I mean, I think he had a tremendous year. And he's just going to keep getting better. Chad. Real quick there, jump in. Excuse me, Chad. Uh, Chad Lysico. Um just like like hearing, you know, I've talked a lot already in this podcast about the guys who are leaving or maybe leaving or, you know, what, what we've lost. Uh, good to hear focus on, on what's coming back and the fact that we're all excited about this team, or at least I think we should be. I don't know if this is a tournament team next year, but I like the future of this program. Uh, I like guys like Keegan Murray, obviously, uh, and, and what he did this season and, and excited about what he will become. But I also like, you know, a lineup with Joe Toussaint as the point guard with Aaron Euless coming in and CJ Frederick, Connor, and, and Tony Perkins all, all there at the two or three. I, I want to see Patrick get more and more time. Uh, he played so good. And, and then, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens at the post. But, 
I do like the young guys on this team. I like what we saw out of them, and I'm excited to see them uh, kind of take those roles as starters, as veterans, uh, as guys who need to step their game up to win some games. Hey, going back to your earlier comments, did you say you're looking for two posts in the portal or one? Or is that to be determined? Yeah, that'll be determined. And then related to that, Riley Mulvey decided to reclassify. How did that conversation go? Was that his idea, your idea? How did that? back and forth go there well he's not he hasn't signed yet so i can't speak about coach, him yeah coach can't talk about that okay my apologies you can ask him about that pat hardy in response to the portal stuff are you surprised it, that some players are transferring within conference i mean does that and what are your thoughts on that players going it's staying in conference i'm not to, to, the first part of your question no i'm not surprised uh basically we have free agency so free agency is free agency you guys go wherever they want. Tom Caker. Brandon, wanted to ask you about Connor and how he's doing. I understand he's had one of the surgeries already. Um, how's he recovering? When can he have the second one? And do you think he'll be ready for November? He'll be ready for November, no question. Uh, first surgery went well. He's walking now. Uh, he's on the bike a little bit. His other one will be in a week. Uh, and then he'll be... You know, he'll be uh, on crutches for, for a couple weeks after that. Uh, that'll be interesting when, you know, when, he've, when he's had both surgeries. So he's trying to get the one leg strong enough to be able to walk on with crutches after the other one gets done. So that'll be interesting. It'll be a challenge. He's talked to Jordan about it because uh, Jordan went through it. Now, he didn't have them done that closely together. Uh so uh, that'll be a little bit of a different experience for him, but came through the first one well. He's in a good place, uh, finishing up academically. And uh, I think he's anxious to get the next one behind him and get moving towards being back out there on the floor. Um. Good to hear that about Connor McCaffrey. Good to hear that uh, things have gone well. What a tough SOB this kid is, right? Uh, I can't even imagine what it's like to go through those kinds of surgeries. And then, yeah, just the thought of like, my bad leg right now is going to be my good leg in a week. And so I got to get that ready to go. So it is able to be my good leg. And uh, how how blessed is he to have Jordan Bohannon as a resource? As, as Fran indicated there, uh, J-Bo didn't have the surgeries as close together as, as Connor has, but Certainly has had both of his hips uh, surgically repaired and has been through this and the rehab and the ups and downs and the the rights and wrongs and and will be able to help Connor come through this and so um, I think that's that's cool it's good to hear and um, good to hear that he'll be right back and ready to go in November I know some people may roll their eyes at that uh, I'm excited to to see Connor McCaffrey as a senior. Friend Josh. Uh... Got, had a had a rough start here, obviously through no fault of his own. But you've talked to him, talked about him periodically through this through the year. Um, how much progress did he make? What what would you like to see from him this offseason? And how much, if he does the things you want to do, can he contribute next year? Yeah, I think he's really worked hard, uh, Rob. Uh, and you're right. I, I and I appreciate you. And that because I don't know if anybody realizes just how difficult a time he had at the beginning. You know, you forget, uh, you know, the, the, everything hit him at once. And then, uh, then he's trying to catch up at this level, which was really hard to do. 
but he did get to go against Luca every day in practice. He got to kind of figure it out and sit there and watch what competing in the Big Ten is like. Uh, you know, he's working hard on his body as he's got to get uh, a little bit leaner when he does. You know, you'll see that athletic power that he has come back. You see it a little bit now, but he'll be able to sustain it more in terms of stamina. Uh, he's got some skill. But he's a character guy who's really, really working hard. And I'm excited to see where he ends up. Mike? Fran, if, if Bohannon said that he wanted to come back, would you, you know, be, I guess, be thrilled about that? Uh, and and I'm, But that's not really my main question. My main question is, what would you tell younger players who sort of expected things to work out in certain ways with juniors and seniors, and then the thing gets changed? Exactly that, Mike. I mean, what, you, what do you tell any of your players at any point in time? You tell them the truth. They're smart guys. They came here with the expectation that certain players would leave at a certain time. Well, they may not. But at the same time, every one of those guys got an extra year of eligibility as well. So it's just a different scenario that, that we're all faced with. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get through it. We understand it. We understand it's an adjustment. Uh, it's not exactly how everybody pictured it. But, uh, you know, my hope is eventually it'll kind of get back to normal. But in the short run, this is where we're at. What a great answer right there from Fran McCaffrey. What do you tell any player at any given time? You tell them the truth. I love it. He's exactly right. I mean, these guys understand. They they see the situation around them. They're living through this. Um, if J-Bo comes back, that takes minutes away from other people. I don't know that that means that Toussaint's not the starter at point guard. Maybe it does. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. I hope we do get to see it because I love Jordan Bohannon. Tom? Fran, you can punt on this one if you want, but um, some of your colleagues are going to be building their teams basically through the transfer portal. They're going to issue, you know, doing any recruiting of high school kids or anything. Is that healthy for college basketball? It's awful. I'll tell you this, Tom, and you're right. I mean, I talked to a friend of mine yesterday. He lost his three best players. He just signed five guys out of the portal. He said to me, it's like putting an AAU team together. And he's expecting to do that every year. And a lot of, a lot of coaches are. So it will change so much, you know, how we build our program. It'll change things for the fan base that, you know, really enjoys watching a player come in as a freshman, continue to get better. You know, we're going to continue to try to do the best we can to build it that way. But again, you, you know, guys may leave. And then you got to replace them. You replace them with somebody from high school. You replace them from somebody in the portal. Uh, you know, we have occasionally, you know, signed junior college guys. And your team will, will fluctuate a lot more than it has in the past. But that's, again, I keep saying the same thing. That's where we're at. Okay, we'll take... 
We'll take a second and stop right there. You know, Fran <laughs> clearly hates the way this is all going. The the transfer portal, uh, the free agency, as, as he's called it. And I get that, especially for somebody who's been in this game for as long as he has, pretty much his entire life. I, I don't know. I don't have the perspective or the expertise or, or any of it um, that, that he does. So I get that. I hope he can adjust. I hope he wants to adjust. He clearly isn't happy about it, uh, but I hope he's able to embrace it because that's what's going to be needed moving forward here. Uh, Like it or not, this is the situation we're in, and it's probably not going to get much better, in air quotes, if if what's happening is something you don't like. Um, You know, is this why some older coaches have retired? Lon Kruger, Roy Williams... um, they just don't want to deal with this. Does Fran want to deal with it? It doesn't sound like he wants to. He certainly needs to. And especially this year because there's – you have a a team that stayed in the top 15 all year, right? Finished in the top five was a two-seed in the NCAA tournament. If you're ever going to be uh, a destination for people, it's right now. And if you're ever going to have people who are looking for a destination, it's right now with – close to 1,500 players in the portal. If you can't capitalize on it now, can you ever capitalize on it? I don't know. I hope we do. Two more questions. We'll start with Chad. Hey, Fran. I know, uh, I'm sure you would welcome Joe Wieskamp back, you know, with open arms if you wanted to, but I guess just in your evaluation, has he taken the steps necessary in your mind to, to go to the next level, and do you think he'll get a combine invite? I mean, should he get a combine invite if he wants? If he's, I, I would think, Chad, he'd get a combine invite. I think he's he's earned that. Uh, it's it's really interesting how that all works. You know, it's a clear indication of what the NBA teams think because they're the ones who vote. So if you don't get one, you know, they're basically telling you you're not going to get drafted. I mean, I think he will get drafted, and I think he'll get a combine invite. I think that's what you asked me, and I'm giving you my honest evaluation. I do think he took steps this year to really take his game to another level. I'm really impressed with how he worked and how he performed. Uh, I think he's got the right mindset and the right personality and demeanor to compete at that level and to put the necessary time in to make it happen. Uh, at the same time, you know, he, he loves playing here. He loves being a Hawk and he'll go, uh, when he has all the information that he needs or he'll stay, you know, when he has all the information he needs, you know, he's, he's smart. His parents are really intelligent. Um, but I, I, I've been really impressed with he and his family and how they've gone about this process because it, that as well is completely different. So, you know, throughout the course of the year, you can have discussions with agents and, and, and kind of move down the road there, uh, which can be a good thing if you're talking to the right agents, can be a horrendous thing if you're talking to the wrong agents that are not giving truthful information. But I, th- I thought, you know, the Wieskamp family really handled this well. And, I you know, I'm available in any way. Like I said, I was on the Zoom yesterday with with his folks and with him and the NBA, the agent stuff, uh, I, I, I weigh in when I'm asked and stay out of it. 
when the family wants to handle it, because that's that's a personal family decision that I would never want anybody to think that I influence, but I will give my my opinion based on my experience, which I've always done. Okay, final question today comes from Don Doxy. Yeah, Fran, uh, CJ kind of hobbled through the second half of the season. I'm just wondering if uh, if his if he's back to health, being healthy, is he going to require some sort of surgery? Just what his situation? He does not. He will not require surgery. Uh, no, he's he shut it down since the season ended. He's about a week away, Don, from being back out on the floor. He's he's chomping at the bit, so he'll jump into workouts next week, and. Uh, Hopefully he'll stay healthy. All right, that's it from Fran McCaffrey today. Like that last answer on CJ Frederick, you know, I know there was a lot of talk and it certainly could still happen. Don't want to say anything is over. Uh, anything is possible at this point, but uh, there was a lot of uh, talk, rumors coming out of Kentucky that that he may be a guy who's uh, looking to transfer out of Iowa. Doesn't seem like that's the case, although if he's just been kind of shutting it down and, and waiting to, to get healthy, uh, maybe he hasn't thought much about all that yet, but seems like he's, uh, he's with the Iowa program getting back on the court next week and that's really good news because losing him on top of Jack Nunzi would be a big blow uh, to the the prospects of this team certainly in the near future but probably even uh, in a little bit of a longer term future. Thank you guys for listening and I hope you enjoyed that. I hope you've enjoyed uh, what we've been doing here. We'll have more uh, on this. Again that video is up at HawkeyeNation.com so check that out. I'm sure Rob Howe and John Bonacamp, Rick Brown will have all this covered from every angle as well as spring football and everything else going on uh, with the Iowa Hawkeyes. I appreciate you listening. Go Hawks.